Web Services. Hi everyone, this is Hot of the Cloud by Cloudonaut. We are your hosts, Andrea Sand. Michael Wittig. <laughs> so this is the last episode, um, Hot of the Cloud in 2022. Um, so we will do um, a year in review, uh, talk about some AWS announcements from the past week. So that's what we have up for today. Um, for all of you who are um, joining the live stream, um, welcome. Uh, feel free to ask any questions in the chat if you have any. Um, we are happy to have you listening to this live or later in the podcast. Um, so, Michael, um, every year at the end of the year, I go through the numbers of Cloud or Note. So, um, just to write, uh, to basically to see what happened in the, the past year. And I did so as well this morning. Um, so, um, here's a, a short summary. Um, so, we published. Um, 33 blog posts on cloudonaut.io, um, 21 podcast episodes for the blog, and 30 videos and streams on YouTube. So, yeah, in in total, this is <laughs> this is 80 80 uh, content pieces, which is I think quite a lot. Um, probably one of our most productive years when it comes to content. Yeah, and keep in mind that I was not working the first six months of the year, yes. so I think given that, that's quite a high number. Yeah. That's true, yeah. You so. you have been on parental leave um, the first six yes. months. Yeah, I, I did completely forget about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ah, okay, that might also be a reason why, um, and looking back at the year and what uh, happened besides our content, um, I, actually I was a little uh, concerned uh, about the things we achieved, but I think, <laughs> yeah, taking that in consideration, that's right. That makes sense. Uh, okay, yeah. So uh, I also checked our our analytics tools. So we do very few analytics, uh, but just to give you an impression, so we had around five hundred thousand page views on the blog, uh, thirty five thousand podcast downloads, hundred thousand video views. Um, yeah, so those are just the numbers. I don't actually know uh, what to do with those numbers, but um, what they show me and what they do with me is they motivate me a little bit um, because I see that our content is um, is yeah consumed. So the text, the audio, and the video, and I think that is always motivating to to look at these numbers. And of course, thanks to all of you um, who are reading, listening, and watching um, to our content. Thanks a lot for. Uh, your attention and the time you put uh, into that, um, which brings me to an <laughs> important thing in the year in review, which is to say thank you. So thanks a lot for supporting our work um, at CloudOnout. So thanks especially to our CloudOnout supporters, um, buying our T-shirts or supporting us with uh, donations. Also thanks a lot to our partners, TechRacer and Demicon this year. Um, and of course, thanks uh, for sharing our content, um, recommending CloudOnout to your colleagues and friends. Uh, thanks for all uh, your support. All right, Andreas. So maybe I can give a quick overview of what we kind of released this year. Mm -hmm. 
so let's get started. Um, the first um, big project was um, the third edition of our book, AWS in Action, and it's it's not kind of completely done, but it's mostly done from our side, basically. So mm-hmm. what, what we did is we updated all the chapters and um, we also added um, new chapters. Um, we added a chapter on containers and this now includes um, like different options to deploy containers. So the most straightforward one is App Runner, which is really, um, and Andreas, you mentioned this a couple of times this year in, in the show. This is a really promising services that has really, I mean, they kind of ship features um, all day, uh, sorry, not all day, all year, <laughs> mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool. Then, of course, we have ECS and Fargate. So those are the more sophisticated options. Um, but um, still, you have to choose or you have options in the book. Um, and it, it, I mean, it's, it's a single chapter and you still have two options. So that's pretty cool, I think. Um, so kind of the, the, the low effort option and the, the more uh, enhanced uh, option. And the other uh, chapter is actually a rewrite, Andreas, right? So this is about how to automate your deployments. Mm-hmm. And before this was about Opsworks, Elastic Beanstalk. And we, we kind of decided to remove all of that stuff. And we replaced it with uh, Code Deploy and CloudFormation and Packer. So now this is more, um, I, I think you can summarize it into two different options that you have. It's like the changing things while they are running versus deploying a new AMI, kind of the immutable versus mutable um, approach. So this is now in, in the chapter. And all the chapters are, but what happens at the moment is, and this will be finished before Christmas, so this is basically the last week. So what happens at the moment is that someone is copy editing the text. So they basically fix all the, the errors we made when, when, when writing English. <laughs> and they send us uh, their, their changes and we kind of go through them and, and make sure that they, they made no mistakes uh, in kind of, sometimes it's not so clear for, I mean, they are not in the subject as deep as we are. So we have to make sure that nothing kind of is, is changed that they shouldn't be changed. And, and then we hand it over back to the publisher. And at, at Christmas, basically, that's the deadline. It goes then into production, and it is is layouted and all kinds of things. So, so from our part, it is kind of done, um, but it's not yet um, uh, fully done. Uh, you cannot buy the book. So, what <laughs> you can buy at the moment is the the early access edition. This is the ebook, and it is more or less now production. Or I mean, that's what the final product will look like. Um, so you can get the ebook already, and you will get updates once they um, change things. Um, so um, there's no kind of way to wait. Uh, actually, it's always a good idea, I think, in technical books to, to get them as soon as possible because they kind of age. <laughs> yeah. And so that's AWS in action, Andrea. So I, I think I talked uh, now enough about <laughs> AWS in action. Yeah, this is, and this actually, the cool thing is that this is still... Yeah, sorry, Andreas. No, no, continue. Yeah, it, it is really... Like, this book is really crazy. For a technical book, it, it is still on the bestseller list of our publishers, so... Um, it, the topic is still relevant. I mean, people are still interested in AWS and you probably know that if you watch this uh, video later or, or now. And so that's really cool. Uh, so this was really completely unexpected when we started the project, I think in 2015, Andreas, right? So mm, that's, this is really an, 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 a crazy adventure for us. Mm, yeah, as always. So, so um, doing a, another edition of the book it's really um, always a lot of work. So we've done that two times now, the second and the third edition. And yeah. it has been taking us quite some time because things like all examples, most examples have been broken because the open source stuff that we're using there is outdated and stuff. 
so yeah there's a lot uh, of work going into uh, those details um yeah speaking of open source projects michael so i think i i wanted to mention two of our uh, open source projects that we are maintaining there are a few more but i think two of them are um most important for this year so one is the um AWS CF templates, uh, so CloudFormation templates that we uh, maintain. And you are putting uh, much effort into that uh, to keeping uh, everything up to date. So a few examples, whenever there is a new Amazon Linux AMI released, it takes not more than a few days until Michael is updating the templates that are using those AMIs. So those are really... So guess what I did in the morning, Andreas? <laughs> yes, you released another version. That's I've just a it. new release. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, that's why I'm, <laughs> I mentioned it. So, so we are really still um, uh, maintaining those uh, templates heavily. We make um, we keep make sure that those uh, templates still uh, are up to date and we have uh, automated tests running in multiple regions and stuff. Yeah, so... Um, uh, still relevant and then um i think we the we kicked off uh one open source project this year which is uh, our infrastructure as code uh, for mastodon on aws um so so far the feedback has been quite positive on that we are using it uh, ourselves to run our own mastodon server and um yeah so this was what we uh, added to the list this year mm. Let's see how this continues. Um, but um, so far, this was quite... Uh, first, it was a lot of fun because the, the, the Mastodon setup is quite complex. and um, uh, But I, th I also think it's, uh, it's relevant that others can spin up their instances very easily on AWS. Yeah, and what also is interesting, Andreas, is that we actually plan to do something else, right? So we, we've, I mean, yeah. we had plans for launching a new open source project, and then this kind of yes. Twitter thing uh, happened, and then mm. you kind of that's true, um, yeah, decided that that this is a good time to kind of try it, and and so now we have this project, which is cool. Um, <laughs> the question is, what I think we it's even cooler it. than the other one. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah, let's see. Maybe we can we can do the next uh, the other thing next year. Um, then yeah. at the beginning of the year, we released HyperEnv for Jenkins. So um, basically, our idea is that uh, we wanted to provide uh, a production-ready Jenkins uh, infrastructure that you can spin up in your own AWS account. Uh, so basically, kind of a mixture between uh, a managed Jenkins server and uh, just launching an AMI in your account. So. Hyperend for Jenkins is an AMI that we provide, but also a CloudFormation template that spins up everything you need from authentication to networking to backups, um, really everything you need, uh, encryption and stuff. Um, yeah, so this is what we launched at the beginning of the year in the AWS Marketplace. So if you're interested in Jenkins on AWS, um, check that out. Mm, do you want to continue with our other popular um, product yes, in the Marketplace? Two more Two more things, Andreas. Um, so we have um, another broad, um, product that's around for quite some time now. Uh, it's now called Bucket AV. So this is antivirus for Amazon S3. And what we released this year, this is just a short summary of new features. We also did a lot of enhancements, of course, and bug fixes. We now integrate with the S3 event bridge uh, integration. So uh, if you remember before that an S3 has this event notification system, so you can hook up an SQSQ, a Lambda function, or things like that. But the problem is that there's only one, so you can only hook up one Lambda function, for example, or one SQSQ. So you cannot hook up 
as much as you wish. And with the new uh, EventBridge integration, uh, Amazon S3 basically publishes the events to EventBridge and then from there you can have as many uh, subscribers as you wish. And this makes uh, the lives of our customers easier that already have like EventBridge or not EventBridge but event consumers. So basically with enabling this feature on the S3 bucket, so it's not enabled by default uh, on Amazon S3, so you have to enable that they publish to EventBridge. And you can then basically hook up bucket AV without changing the, the existing part. So that's really cool. Um, we also have a custom scan message format now with, and that's I think the most important part with a trace ID. But this is important for customers who submit our files to us and then wait for, or basically correlate the response with their request. And because the system is asynchronously, uh, so it, it, it works. So you put the scan job into SQS and you get the, res uh, the result back on SNS. And so that's why the trace ID is important to kind of know, okay, this is the response for this request, basically. And we also support all the new regions um, that were released. And actually, lots of regions were released this year, Andreas, right? So uh, we have three new regions that we support. Uh, so that's that's it on Bucket AV. So it's basically, as you can see, it's a kind of a more or less stable product, right? We don't add much functionality here. It's It's more or less working. And we also try to not... I mean, we try to avoid adding uh, features and features and features uh, that no one really needs to kind of make it more complicated <laughs> as it should be. So it's an antivirus for S3, that's it. And, and we don't want to turn it into something more sophisticated uh, or more, um, I would also say, more complicated. Yeah. And on the other hand, we have Marbot. So this is our monitoring chatbot uh, that works with Slack and Microsoft Teams. And we have... Um, invested quite some time here this year so we have uh, summaries now which is basically a better way to show you in the notification that you get on your mobile phone and uh, works for slack and teams what actually happened like with a, a very catchy sentence and with emojis so this is um, helping you to kind of understand what happened without opening the alert actually then you can now mute alarms and notifications so if you uh, so if you if you cannot change the cloudwatch alarm or if you don't want to change the cloudwatch alarm for example you can still send it to us and then you can decide, okay, I don't want to receive this alarm anymore for this uh, source. And then it is kind of just muted. You will not see it again. And we also have now CloudWatch graphs and, and code pipeline approvals, which is a bigger change because before that, Marvot was kind of push-based. So you send events to us and we display them for you. And now we can also kind of fetch data after something arrived at us. So we have access to your AWS account if you provide us the access. And then, Andreas, we released something last week, and this is not yet fully announced because we want to have some, it's kind of a, um, only for some customers active uh, or for some new customers active. We have a monitoring assistant. So this is basically um, a way that Marbot sets up CloudWatch alarms, event bridge rules, and everything else that is needed for you automatically. So you connect Marbot with your AWS account. You tell us the regions that you want to use. And that's it. We do the rest. So we, we create CloudWatch alarms, we create event bridge rules, and we tell you what we did. So we tell you, okay, we added this amount of alarms or we removed that amount of alarms and everything is transparent. So we, we let you know what happens, but you don't have to do it on your own. And this is really cool because we see many customers kind of struggle with that. So, um, and it is, um, like for the people who are interested, it is based on Terraform. Um, so we use our own Terraform modules for that. And um, it it is um, yeah an, a very new feature, and we hope that it makes it easier to get started uh, with Marmot, and it simplifies the setup. Um, so now, really, with a click of uh, a couple of 
buttons <laughs> you can get um, all your resources monitored in AWS, which is really cool. So that, 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 that's it, Andreas. That was, I think, all we released this yeah, year. Yeah, okay. Um, so I have, I have forgotten one thing um, <laughs> about the year of you when talking about Cloud or Not. So um, I have a question for all of you who are watching this or listening to this. Um, I'd like to know, or we like to know, um, what do you like most about Cloud or Not? What do you like most about our AWS-related content? So first of all, um, just write in and, and tell us, do you prefer our blog posts or the podcast or the videos? Which of the formats do you like most? And then also, um, what kind of content is most relevant to you coming from us? So is it what we do recently, a commenting AWS news? Or are you more interested in how-tos, so how to solve certain things on AWS? Do you like the interview format that we do with the builder's diary? Um, uh, or are you into our reviews of AWS services? So just let us know what do you think um, Yeah, is the content that you enjoy the most uh, on Cloud or Not uh, that we maybe should invest more in in the next year. So it would be very helpful to get some uh, feedback. So if you have time to write uh, just a few uh, sentences of feedback, that would be highly appreciated. Thank you for that. Okay, cool, Andreas. So I think before we dive into the AWS news, I will um, um, kind of present two messages from our partners. Um, so the first is from our partner TechRacer, and they are hiring a cloud consultant with a focus on AWS migrations. So you should apply when you enjoy planning, managing, executing migrations from on-premises workloads to the cloud. You can join TechRacer in a couple of locations in Germany, Hanover, Duisburg, Frankfurt, Hamburg, Munich, and also in Vienna, in Lisbon and Lucerne. So our second partner, Demican, is growing their cloud division and is therefore hiring a senior lead cloud solutions architect uh, for AWS. So what is Demican? It's an advanced uh, AWS consulting partner and a remote first company located in Germany. But you can apply if you are based in the European Union. So you can bring your expertise in infrastructure as code, continuous deployment and containers to a dedicated team and exciting projects. So if you're interested in those um, positions that I just presented, check out the show notes. You will see uh, links there where you get further details and you can also apply. So that's, uh, Andreas, what we have to um, hear uh, from our partners. So let's quickly dive into the AWS news from last week. Uh, luckily, there was not much going on, <laughs> so we don't uh, kind of um, need a lot of time to discuss AWS news this time. So what, what, is, um, what is on your uh, list, Andreas? Yeah, so um, I looked into uh, that. And so I remember you, you, you just messaged me right away when this announcement came out because you were interested in that uh, with the background of Marbot. Um, so AWS announced CloudWatch um, metric insights alarms. <laughs> so what is that? So um, um, Metric Insights is a way to query multiple CloudWatch metrics at once. Um, so what you can do with that, a few examples. You could, for example, uh, give me a sum uh, of all Lambda function invocation errors within uh, an AWS account and region. Or you could uh, do a query like, give me the average CPU utilization of all EC2 instances in this account and region. Or... One other example, 
um, give me the sum of the storage used by all S3 buckets. So those are a few examples of what you can do. So basically, uh, what those metric insights allow you is to run queries on all metrics of a certain kind. Um, so you do not have to list them manually, go through them uh, like you have to do with metric math. You can just query them all um, there is also the option to filter and there's also a group by uh, and limit functionality uh, in there. Um, yeah, so that's how you can get insights into your queries, uh, an overall picture of everything, basically. Um, the, the thing with the metric insights or the new feature is um, you can now also create CloudWatch alarms based on those metric insights queries that you are running. Um, so you can get alarm, for example. Um, so, but the question is, <laughs> what can you actually do with that? Uh, because there are a few limitations here. So first of all, uh, metrics insights are limited to the most recent three hours. So you can only have a look at the past uh, three hours with a metric and also a metric query and also with an alarm. And important is that the group by um, functionality is not supported for alarms, which means um, you cannot say uh, alarm me if one of my instances, for example, has, I don't know, a CPU utilization of 100% for three hours. You can only get alarmed when all of your instances have um, uh, a CPU utilization of that, or you can use the maximum or something, but yeah, you, you cannot really do something on the, for example, uh, instance level or the, the resource level. So that's a little uh, bit of a uh, bummer, I would say. And um, yeah, so I think the, the, the metric insights alarm, uh, those are two uh, limitations that it doesn't support the crew by and it doesn't support more than the yeah. last three hours. There's one thing, Andreas, that I want to add here maybe, mm -hmm. because this is actually like, some AWS services publish so kind of aggregated metrics, right? So for example, Lambda publishes a metric that's just errors without any dimensions. Mm -hmm. So you know that one of your or some function mm -hmm. invocations failed, but you have no idea which function it actually was. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the same problem here, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know something is wrong, but you have no idea what <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, or where is the problem. It, it, so. it could help. So depending on what you're trying to achieve with your monitoring, that might be enough because then you just dive into, I don't know, your dashboard or something, and then you see what's going mm -hmm. on. So for some, it might be uh, enough. For others, it might be. So for us, so from what we do with Marboard and everything, it's uh, not fine granular enough, I would say. Um, yeah. And do you want to talk about the pricing as yeah. well? Yeah, so the pricing is interesting because I also learned something about uh, <laughs> CloudWatch pricing that I didn't know. So first of all, um, the pricing is you pay $0.10 cents per metric that you analyze with uh, Metric Insights Alarm. So I don't know, if you have 100, 100 EC2 instances and you do, I don't know, a sum of uh, the or the average of the CPU utilization, you pay uh, 100 uh, times 10 cents. So you pay uh, $10 uh, for that per month. Um, and actually, the price for CloudWatch metrics uh, is the same when you do them one by one. So if you create classic CloudWatch alarms for 100 instances, you also pay the same amount for that. And what I didn't know, uh, and I think it was I can't remember that I've ever seen it on the pricing page, but maybe I have just overseen it. But if you do metric math, Michael, you can you, you could 
before create a CloudWatch alarm that combined multiple CloudWatch metrics by using mm -hmm. CloudWatch metrics. And when you do that, you also pay for all the metrics that are included yeah. in there. So I don't know if that changed or if that has always been the case and was not listed on the page, or I don't know, maybe I've over it, uh, overread it as well. That's possible as well. But I didn't know that. Yeah. So actually, it doesn't matter how you analyze uh, the, the metrics with an alarm, you pay 10 cents per metric that you analyze. That's the takeaway. That's simple and I think uh, fine. <laughs> and this was also, Andreas, what I um, understood, um, I think, this week that you have to because i was sometimes i was thinking okay because for example we, for every lambda function we have a alert on the uh, errors and throttles mm -hmm. so i was thinking okay could we cut our cloud which costs in half if we if we do one alarm with a metric mask yeah, <laughs> but then i i figured out okay no that that will not change anything <laughs> i might have even so i remember i have yeah. talked about this either in a podcast or maybe i've written it in a blog post so i thought about that as a mm -hmm. way to reduce your cloud watch spending as well um so yeah i don't i don't know maybe this was mm. uh, a small change um to make that more clear um yeah so okay. um for the metric insights alarms aws announced cloud formation and cdk support however i could not find it in the docs i don't know i uh, could not find it in the announcements in the in the release notes of cloud formation and terraform does not support it uh, yet as well uh, in summary i would say uh metric insights alarm are very limited so um i see most of the use cases i could come up with didn't work because of the missing group by functionality and stuff like that um but i think it's still uh, good to know that this thing exists because i could say yes i could imagine that sometimes it's it's helpful for example the sum of the storage used by all the three buckets uh, alarm this this could be interesting i, I think there is a cloudwatch alarm combining a metric combining all of that already but Sometimes mm -hmm. I think that might be helpful. <clears throat> okay, Andreas. Um, so do you have another news item? Because I have no item okay. on my list. Okay. Week, yeah, I have so. one other. That's a very small one. So actually, okay. the AWS Marketplace introduces free trials for software as a service um, usage-based uh, products. And actually, that's interesting because that's uh, what we are doing with Marwood, right? So... So for um, AMI-based products like Bucket AV or Hyperend for Jenkins, there was always that functionality of a free trial. So basically, you launch the AMI and after 14 days, uh, you start paying for it automatically. Um, this was not available for software-as-a-service products yet. Um, and now this is available. So in theory, Michael, we could uh, implement that for Marboard. So... Uh, basically, what, what you can do now is uh, you can start a subscription right away and after only after 14 days, um, the customer then starts paying for the usage. Um, so the, the, there's pros and cons <laughs> for using that. So we have implemented a free trial on our own for Marbot. So basically, you can start using Marbot without anything and after 14 days, it starts asking you to subscribe via the AWS Marketplace. That's how we currently um, built that uh, flow uh, with the new functionality um, the the pros are i think you get the free trial batch in the aws marketplace so that could be interesting because people see they can try it for free right away um, i think another pro is the reduced complexity in our backend so we could basically remove all those uh, functionalities that ask you to create a subscription and stuff like that um, uh, we could remove all of that and just let that be handled by the marketplace. 
Uh, I think another interesting aspect is um, that this free trial, to, to use the free trial, you need to create a subscription in the marketplace. So uh, as a um, so we know that the potential customer is in in theory willing to pay for that. <laughs> so I think that is maybe interesting because you're filtering out potential customers that didn't understand that this will cost something um, in the future at all and just get support tickets from them and never uh, they have, don't have an intention to pay uh, for your product. Mm -hmm. I don't know. On the other side, I think on the cons list, um, of course, having to create the AWS Marketplace subscription is a barrier. So obviously, you may scare some away from trying your product. Um, so for example, some enterprise customers cannot use the AWS Marketplace, so they cannot even try Marbot, um, and others will just not understand uh, or will be scared about the, yeah, the, the potential side effects and don't even try to use Marbot and therefore don't get excited about the product. So I think that's on the, yeah. the cons list, yeah. So yeah, I'm not uh, a, I'm I not decided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's no like strong benefit. Um, I mean, if if it would start from like from zero, then it might be an option. But I think changing it probably is it's not, not worth, worth the effort. Yeah. yeah. In theory, you okay, could cool, run Andreas. an A/B test or something, yeah, to find out. But yeah, yeah. I think that's it, right? So we can close uh, the last episode or the last show this year. Um, so we will be back next year. Um, subscribe to our newsletter, the podcast or the YouTube channel to make sure you don't miss the, the next show in uh, 2023. And also uh, we want to thank our supporters. Um, so this is really great and you really make the show possible. And you can always consider supporting our work. Um, so there are a couple of options. So check them out. The infos are in the show notes. And uh, we would appreciate your help, definitely. So you can find everything we talked about, like links and stuff, in the show notes. And I think the last thing I want to say this year, Andreas, is uh, happy holidays. And um, yeah, we will be back next year. Yeah, happy holidays. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.